there are great consequences, but there's also consequences where sometimes you see like your competitors might get, you know, they, it feels like they're accelerating so much faster or they're growing at this scale that you aren't, or they're all, you know, getting purchased and bought up by, you know, one particular company and you're, you know, so you, and so it's like, I have to still be like, yeah, but this is like the path that I'm choosing. Welcome to Reward, the podcast of The Trust. We are the show specifically for women entrepreneurs who want to build businesses into the multi-million dollar revenues and beyond, but especially because we know the reward is much greater than that. I'm Allie Brown, and I'm excited to introduce you to these diverse female leaders from a variety of industries, women making huge impact and who are unwilling to settle for the status quo. On the web, visit jointhetrust.org to learn more about our modern community for forward-thinking seven- and eight-figure women entrepreneurs. That's jointhetrust.org. See you there. Now, get ready to enjoy this episode's powerful conversation. Dafina, are you in Connecticut? Yes, I'm in Connecticut. Westport, Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, how often do you go into the city? I go into the city like two to three times a week. So I'm there Monday, Tuesday. Um, and then like this past week there, I was there like four days in a row and I just hit my wall. <laughs> it was like goodbye New York. Like, <laughs> yeah. What very is New loud. York like now? What is New York like after, you know, post pandemic and, you know, I heard people were leaving New York. Now they're coming back. Yeah. What's the deal? You know, it's, it's. If I'm being honest, it's, it's, it's hard. You know, I've lived in New York. Um, I had brought my little baby twins and they were like, like eight pounds to New York. I think they were like maybe eight weeks old. Um, you know, I'm to be all like stroller mom all around the city. I never felt as safe like 2013 up until, you know, right before the pandemic um, in the city, which is like this amazing, safe, I mean, there's always stuff, you know, you need to be aware of. I wouldn't say that now, right? Like it's, it's a lot mm. more, um, you know, I think more when I take the subway and, um, and I think it's challenges that a lot of cities are facing, of uh, the animals, the, um, the mental illness challenges, even for people who aren't, um, you know, there, there was a, a young woman who was like getting married and from Long Island and had like this amazing life ahead of her. And she just like, I don't know, she just like hit this woman over the head. Like she snapped and hit this woman. Someone fell and like hit her head and died. Like it's just stuff like that where you're just like, this is crazy. Um, but at the same time, you go back and it's like the, the energy is there. The, um, that rebuilding sense of like New York, I've been in New York, you know, I lived there during 9-11. I lived there, um, you know, post COVID we're, we're survivors and we're going to build it back. It's going to be amazing. Um, but I think we, there is some challenge. There's some real challenges that you actually experience, um, you know, running yeah. a business there or going. In. Yeah. So what's, what's the, it's, it's still where everything happens, isn't it? Yeah. Still like, you know, where like, it's, I say it's like, it still just gives you infinite um, permission to think really big and think bigger and go mm. bold. And like, there's just no other city like that to me in the world. So I, I still, you know, I still love it. Yeah. 
Tell everyone about Covet in Maine and and your kind of current state of the union. Yeah. So uh, Covet in Maine is a brand that sells quality hair extensions to the best hair extension specialists around the country and and more and more in the world. Um, We aim to be the Chanel of hair. We offer certification programs, ongoing education, um, the best hair. Um, And a lot of, we also just have also a really amazing community of like-minded artists who, um, you know, teach each other about how to grow their business, all the 360 around running a very successful hair extension business. Um, it's, it's it's like this really big collective um, and I am the founder and CEO of it. Yeah, and it's it's in your family, isn't it? It was, yeah. the, the, yeah. hair, like I, the hair business. Yes, I grew up, I say, I tell people, I'm like, I grew up behind the hair counter, watch my parents um, use, Selling, they had uh, Sunny's Beauty, and it tr- evolved in the Sunny's Hair and Wigs to, you know, provide such a great launch pad for our family, for me to go to Georgetown, for my sisters to go to college, um, others to go to law school. Many of my friends, you know, work there as well. Um, and so I always kind of, you know, saw, I got a glimpse into um, the the power, the transformative power of owning a business. Um, but then also just like the joy that we brought and the necessity that we were to so many people who, uh, your hair just didn't align, like with what God gave you <laughs> didn't align with like who you were on the inside. You're like, I need a little <laughs> bit more to work with. Cause I'm a lot, you know? And it's like, this is what we so we yeah. are fueling, you know, women around the world to just to step into that, you know, and every woman knows that feeling, right? It's like, it's just, you can't capture it, but you what you know, that's what we sell, right? Is like yeah. that feeling. I was so because oh, I was about to ask you, you know, what what is it with hair? You know, we were joking before. I'm like, there's some things I'll let go, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. I'm not doing my lashes yeah. for a while. Like like yeah. so, we're looking at my schedule and I'm sitting here with my team, you know, when it's starting to affect my business, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Like something yeah, had to all, give, right? It's all over the place, right? It's, there's the nail all, girl. Yeah, totally. I'm driving over town. If you could where... like track me, if you could be a little tracker on me, my beauty appointments, <laughs> you'd be like, what the? And like, she's driving yeah. around like, and you know, Erica's like, really? Like, is there anything? And I'm like, ah, I think we could, you know, maybe I'll, I'll take a break from the lashes for a while. Cause all these things mm-hmm. like you start and you're just like, oh, you just get used to like waking yeah. up like, mm, mm, mm. And then there's something about the hair though. Like nothing will keep me from Mm -hmm. the hair and having it done and having extensions and that, I mean, I, I love it now. I love the way, but what, but what is it about that for women that is such a passion for you and you know, what you've created and why it, it continues to drive you? Well, it's so personal. And I think that, you know, you think about it so much. It frames who you are. It's a really great expression of, you know, who you are um, day in, day out. And so many of us just don't want to go quietly into to getting older and, you know, having thinning hair or just having even like gray thinning hair. It's just not it just doesn't align with how we still see ourselves. And so, um, you know, and that could there could be lots of different things. It's not just age. It could be like hormonal or it could be medical. Like there's all these things where you're like, no, I want, like, I still want to express what I feel, you know, 
on the inside. I, I want to be able to express it on the outside too. And I think hair just allows you to do that. And then I think, you know, especially for me, as I got to be, you know, with children and, you know, I just, um, I wanted to be more high maintenance in order to be low maintenance, which I know people, it, it sounds weird, but there is something about like, with when your hair is just like, when you have your hair extensions in, you can kind of like eke out a blowout a little bit longer. Your ponytails look better. I don't know. You just look, it is more low maintenance because when I Mm -hmm. just have my hair, I don't, I'm just like never satisfied. I'm always fussing with it. I have to get the blowouts that, you know, it's just, um, and I think that's kind of who our audience is, is like our clientele is, um, this is a part of our lives. And, um, and there's not that much variation in how we express it. You know, it, it, we're, you know, it's, it's, this is become a part of, like, it's like with you, it's like, this is, that is Allie Brown that I am looking at. Right. And, and your yeah. hair is just, and it just looks like your hair. And so I yep. think that's really what we've tapped into. Yeah. I think especially as I'm about to turn 52, <laughs> um, you know, I feel though better than I felt in Mm -hmm. a long time. And I feel like when I look a certain way, it's expressing how I'm feeling to myself, to others, everything. It is like an alignment thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Now your company has gone through tremendous growth over the last like five, six years. I mean, since Mm -hmm. I've, I've met you. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to bring this up because I know that you have been taking now a completely different angle to growing Covet in Maine than you have, than you were looking at, let's say like three years ago, you, you were looking at growing a certain way and thought, well, that means we have to do ABC. We're going to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then now you're doing things in a different way. Can you talk about that shift for you? Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is this, for me, I felt this strange brodom in my world because I think once you hit certain levels of revenue, um, there aren't a ton of models that are more influenced by like feminine ways of approaching a business. That's just my experience. It's not to say it's not true. That's just my experience. And so when you kind of start bringing in the consultants and the you know, they're like, you do this, you do that. And then you go, you know, you raise money or you go, you know, and it's, it's the only level of success is this, like, you're a 10 figure brand and you're leverage of the tilt and you're this, you know, maximize profitability and you've raised all these rounds. And, um, you know, for certain industries that absolutely is like, I, I can see why that's necessary, but you know, I kept coming back to, I'm like, yeah, but this is like, this just doesn't align with me. And I started having a sense of like, I, I still love this, the intimate, the in-person, the, um, the things that don't scale. Right. I trust though, that, you know, having like, I, I want this to be around for a really long time. And I think I just stretch out what that definition looks like. And just like Mm -hmm. step into my patience more. And then also to just like enjoy it. You know, I think it's like, that's, that is a, that's hard to do. It's, it's, Mm. it's, it's not not that it's hard to do. There's just not a lot of, how do you model that out? Like, how do you put that in your projections? Um, So I've been doing Mm. that more. Um, And, uh, and it's, it's not all, it's not like always like a, 
a uh, smooth thing. You know, there's still sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, you know, because you see that there's choices to your, there's consequences of your decisions. And so, you know, I tell people, it's like, you have to, you know, there, there are great consequences, but there's also consequences where sometimes you see like your competitors might get, you know, they, it feels like they're accelerating so much faster or they're growing at this scale that you aren't, or they're all, you know, getting purchased and bought up by, you know, one particular company and you're, you know, so you, and so it's like, I have to still be like, yeah, but this is like the path that I'm choosing. And I think what's challenging for me and what I struggle with is like being okay in the good and the bad, like just leaning into the choice more Mm. um, and not, and then, you know, because the challenge is if I don't and I start to waffle and go back and forth that's where like it gets super and i think even when you saw me that's when like i show up as like the agent of chaos you know where you're like where has Dafina been like you know she's been here the right you know that's where i start to get really dangerous um mm. and so it's a it's a hard line it's a hard like it's a hard line to take it's not a hard line to take i think it's just when you've chosen your path it's just knowing you got to keep going. Yeah. I love you share that because it's so many levels. We, we, it's interesting. I, I this is in, I'm kind of just putting this together as I'm talking mm-hmm. to you. Cause I work with all these women, you know, and there's all these women in the trust as well. And I'm observing kind of the levels of growth and they'll get to, we're so confident in this certain zone. Then we'll like pass a, a milestone or something. And then we kind of question, it's like a, another cycle of questioning, looking around, thinking that there must be people who know stuff we don't, which of course there's always experts, consultants, people we want to bring in, but it's a defining moment. And I see it happen for many women at that level where like you get to the place, you're like, okay, I don't know what I don't know. Let's bring in these people. Right. And you may try it for a while or you may embrace it or, you know, but something may happen that you're like, you know what? No, this isn't aligning for me. Like how they Mm -hmm. say we have to grow and what growth actually is. So there's this whole thing about, you know, scaling, for example, like everyone comes in like, I want to scale. I need to scale. I need to scale. Growth to you sounds like it's different than the scaling prescription. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's more going deeper, going more elevated, like being able, like with our certification program, um, you know, there was the, there's the fastest way to go, which is to, you know, have people do it online and you kind of hand them, you know, they upload stuff, you, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and that that's where you get scale and you remove all the friction of people having to fly in and come in a room and take a moment to like be centered. Um, there's the people cost of bringing in the trainers for that, feeding people, you know, entertaining them, all of that. Um, but for me, it just was like, no, I think for for that feeling that we've been talking about in order for that for a practitioner to really be able to stand in power and offer that feeling, they need that confidence. They need that pouring into, they need to show up with like a beginner's mind. And you can't do that to me in a way that is like super scalable. You know, it, it's, 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 
deeper and more patient and um we get some and then also i just enjoy it like i just love hearing and seeing and then it click and i stand so much more um when i were recommending people to them you know it's like yeah no i i've seen i've you know that person the little flick in their wrist that makes that difference like we we made sure that that connected you know it's a lot of like genius in the details type of thing um mm. but you know, it's just, um, I think, and and that can play out over a lot of things. You know, it can be your product offering where people like offer more, 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 but I'm like, well, is more always better? Is it the right align? You know, it's, it's kind of making those decisions. Yeah. You're really clear in what you stand for though. And I know from the moment I met you, you were very clear in that you're like, we, we are the, the Chanel of hair extensions. It's a high touch <laughs> model. And so, you know, you're, you're very clear on what your values are. Do you, do you have, I'm just curious, do you have like mission statements and value statements for Coven mm -hmm. in Maine or does yeah. it just kind of happen organically? You do? No, it was, we have mission and vision and, um, you know, we are my, anyone who works for you, for me or has been around me will know we do a lot of like meditating and closing our eyes and embodying it and feeling it. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, we start off our meetings with reading them mission and vision and um, because it, you know and it's also because i think we were born a brand really like <sighs> welded covid right we're just kind of getting started and then mm. here you get it and they're just you start i think and there was a lot of there's been a lot of subsequent challenges between the supply chain and um just I mean, you know, we've lived, we don't need to revisit it. I was like, we know there's been, you know, and what do you tend to do when things are up? You got to go back to those. You tend to be like, wait, okay, there's so much going, like, what are, what is that? What is our mission? And so, um, you know, a lot of that was just out of like sanity sake of just there, you know, just running a business is you need to do think that you need that. And people used to tell yeah. me, I remember, I mean, I've been in business for a long time and people would tell me. Um, but I just didn't really understand. And I don't know if it was like becoming a mom. I don't know what it was, but once I, you know, there's certain things that people tell you when you're like, what's the secret? And you want it to be like super tactical or like, you know, and a lot of times it's like, it's so esoteric that it's annoying. But once it, you know, starts to click, I, I think it's like, you, you get, you're like, oh yeah, that's why the same people are saying that only doesn't. Mm. Yeah, it does. What's interesting to me is knowing your background was based on a lot of relationships and how that ties mm -hmm. in actually to how you really hold the values high of relationships and, you know, taking time to build those. Can you tell everyone a bit about, you know, your background in the music industry and real estate? Yeah. And because now it makes so much sense what you're mm -hmm. telling me to tie back to that. Yeah. So I have this like, uh, the long story short is, is that I started in real estate. I didn't start in real estate. I actually started in fashion and worked with a lot of, um, at the time, emerging hip hop brands as a buyer at Bloomingdale's. Um, and then I lived in New York City. All my friends were like, we were in the industry. So um, I started doing uh, real estate sales and I had clients like John Mayer and different Broadway producers. And I was going to LA 
and a friend of mine was like my um, my music manager. She was managed by the same medical company that managed like Outkast and Scarface and Jagged Edge, all these big artists at the time, and still to this day. Um, he needs uh, an assistant in LA, and I went to LA like very much on a whim um, with a friend who was a music video director who is now a very very successful um, director. And um, so it was just this time where it was like all this creativity going on. Um, I learned so much in the music industry. I ended up getting more into like film and television development. And but because I was an assistant, I knew all the other assistants. Um, and you know, in Hollywood, the assistants have all the power. Um, they get the schedule. You know, they they get the they make stuff look at something in front of the boss they're like all right i get it on Mm -hmm. her desk or his desk and yeah 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 and so when i went back to real estate in um la it was like i had a really good book of of referrals and you know so i got to work with artists like jay-z and beyonce and mccannon and um well and then also just my friends and you know, other people, other managers in the industry. And um, it was, you know, and I was at Sotheby's on um, Sunset Plaza, which is like, now I feel it's like selling Sunset. Like before there was a selling Sunset, that's how our office felt. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, those, those, that management team, which just really taught you Sorry, my AirPod. I'm like very dramatic. Um, they just taught us a lot about, you know, the client is first, you know, being humble that we're, you know, we're a service provider. Our ego is out of the way. And, you know, just like little simple things. You know, our sales manager was like, you always take the worst parking spot. You never, he's like, if I see any, if I go to any of your open houses and you've parked in the driveway or you've parked closest to the house. Um, he's like, you're mm. gone, you know, you are and it. And it's like something very little, but like, I very much take that approach to this day where it's like, we are, you know, I'm like a very looking at it, like a servant led leader. Like I'm here to, to humbly serve, to respect your time. Um, it's not about me. You know, I say that to my team a lot, you know, cause they're like, you should be in content more. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I'm here to like facilitate the voices and and help serve our clients who are stylists who are busy who barely get to take a bathroom break and have to remember to order this and pick up their kids and like it doesn't we don't it doesn't need to be about me like all they need to know about me is that I um I'm here to serve and make and and bring ease and remove friction to their lives and that's really what I've always looked at with whatever role that I'm in is that I'm just kind of here to serve yeah. I know lately you've been incorporating more content to help your stylists yeah. learn to run their business and be profitable as well. Mm-hmm. So when did, did that happen naturally or did you decide that strategically? Like they, they're going to need help with this. It's a relationship yeah. builder. Um, it's, it's always been, I mean, <clears throat> for me, I, you know, as I said, I grew up in the, the industry and I, you know, I say I watched a lot of stylists come into my parents' store and, you know, just over time when they were young and like the, the young thing on the block and there's, you know, drooped in designer and this and the latest car. 
And they never kind of made those like strategic investments into more of like a passive income flow. And so it's a hard thing to wake up and you start having arthritis and your back hurts and you haven't, you know, built out a team underneath you. And now there's like a new trendier, younger person that people want to go to. And I, you know, I saw that, um, you know, Hmm. people kind of coming back and being like, I need a job or do you know anyone who's hiring or, you know, and to have, to have had so much money cut just kind of fall through their hands it really stuck with me very um early on and so and I still see that to this day in the industry Mm. so for me um you know I just I look at it like cauliflower right like a lot of times people don't want to talk about these things so I'm like well how do we dress it up and like you know, make it like dressed in, you know, like deep fried cauliflower with like this amazing sauce on it. Like how do we get those, those, you know, nutritional value things like wrapped up kind of sexy. So yeah, it's not part of the sexy hair industry, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's different. And you know, everybody kind of like tunes out and nobody wants to hear about like setting up a solo 401k or thinking about why you need to build a team or an assistant or thinking about maybe you should buy your building at your salon, you know, and I get it. So we've been trying to bring it in more of like, um, I call it the rich bee. Uh, I won't say the word because who knows, I don't want to get, you know, um, but book oh, we, club. We, you can, um, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know. So it's okay. um, we've been doing, we've been doing just the, the rich bitch book club. For me, it was just a way also too of like, that's what I consume. I love reading books about financial mindset, about um, how to run your business, um, you know, like just really understanding and reimagining what wealth and abundance is going to be like. And I think that we as women can bring a whole new set of conversations to this because we are, you know, when I was born, you had to have somebody co-sign if you wanted to get, you know, a credit card or start, you know, so we are just this first generation that really gets to like let's bring our conversation to and let's kind Mm -hmm. of I think men tend to approach it like do this do that do that and I think there needs to be a little bit of unpacking of like you know why do I not feel worthy what would it take for me to feel worthy what how do I make sure I take care of myself first and and not always worry about taking care of everybody else and then Mm -hmm. we can start having financial conversations you know are they, are the ladies getting it? The ones that, well, first of all, I love that you offered the book club because it's optional, right? And obviously if they raise their hand for yeah, that, they're yeah. interested in these yeah, topics. Exactly. And so yeah. is it, are you starting to see shifts with them? Yeah. Yeah. And I think some people like, and I think by having it be a book club where we're discussing, you know, and, and we're not saying like, this is the way, or here's what you do. It's more of like, what does this unpack for you? Like, what does this bring out for you? Do you, you know, yeah. have, have, what's your experience? Um, I think it's also just even like a more feminine approach that like I've always been a part of a book club over the years, but I was always like, I want to read like business books together or like, I want to read, like, I don't, you know, it's like, it's great to read these literary things. So, um, you know, people are slowly doing it and I, and it's kind of back to that thing for me of like, you know, I just keep doing it. If two people showed up, I would talk about it with just as much fervor as like if 400 people. So I think I need Mm -hmm. sometimes in my business to be able to just water my own plant too, of like what I'm interested in. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if it aligns, it aligns. If not, 
I'm still going to do it because it's my company. Yeah. You know, like, well, I get to kind of sometimes have fun with it. And that's like that pattern. Like, I think that's kind of the key is finding those new ways to like give yourself a new challenge. Like, and I feel like you've had to, you know, have that within your business as well. Like when it stops being fun, like I need to maybe pause this and reimagine this. And, you know, I think that I, I want to give myself permission to do that more. Yeah. It's got to stay juicy. And I think people don't talk about that either. Like we feel guilty when it does kind of start to feel flat or routine or like, even when you're reaching all your goals, it's kind of like, is is it okay that I am feeling restless or a little bored of that? You know, I'm actually more excited about this over here, which may have nothing to do with this. Well, maybe there's a way to tie it together. You know, so if you're listening right now, this is so common if you're feeling this. And often when the women get to, especially into the seven, eight figures, and often when they come through my door, it's fascinating because they'll come to work on the core business, but then typically toward like, usually toward like lunchtime before doing a VIP day, they'll be like, but there's this other thing. There's always something, right? There's, there's this actual other thing I want to do. And it's, and when we start unpacking it, it's, it's really becomes a a huge part in the end of what they're doing now. And they consciously yeah. blend it or it becomes a whole other thing. Like it could be a yeah. foundation or a whole other technology or just something that's kind of percolating. So don't ignore the juiciness if you're feeling yeah. that right now. Don't ignore that's that a little good juicy yeah. bit because there, yeah. maybe there's something there for your clients as well yeah. and, and the people yeah. that you work with. Yeah. Um, I haven't asked you in, in, in ages about the boys, um, both Hell the yeah. kids and your husband. <laughs> Yeah. All the boys you take care so, of every day. Yeah. Tell yes. me what, yes. tell me what your life is like and, and how, so, you know, how Ryan's doing. Yeah. So my husband, um, is Ryan Smith. He is the 7am, uh, sports center anchor. Um, he also does my favorites. You know, it's like, I feel like the boys love the sports center stuff and all the, actually more of the boys friends. I feel like, you know, your sons, your children never appreciate what you do. They're just like, Oh, that's just dad. Like anchoring sports center. Um, but he also does, um, 2020 on ABC, which I, I'm just like a big Friday night, like what craziness happened to some family in Texas, you know, like that kind of crime, true crime, um, thing is that's, that's what he does that I I love. Um, I love Mm -hmm. all of it, but that's what I tend to consume most. So, um, he does that and we have two boys that are nine, uh, twin boys. Um, you know, our kids are around the same age and I just, you know, I kind of stand like, I try not to gloat a little bit, but I love having twins, right? I mean, I've always been so thankful for twins, but like, this is like peak twin mom. Like, you know, the first couple of years are really hard. Like they're really, you know, you're just like, what is happening? And this is I'm just, I love this phase. They it's play a together. great age. It's such a beautiful, really. It's such a great age. It's such a great age. Aren't you? Yeah, I'm appreciating their relationship with each other more and observing yeah. that and how they have yeah. this whole conversation. This week's interesting because Maddie, um, this is their first summer doing sleepaway camp, um, and I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> it's awesome because they're happy, and I see them. It's not like I'm yeah, forcing yeah, them. Maddie. Yeah. Maddie. Maddie talked me into it. Maddie literally came to me and I was like, I showed her this. I said, I think we found something. And what do you feel? She took my hand and said, this is Maddie. She goes, because I kept saying, are you okay? And you you know, you don't have to do it. She took, she literally took my hand and looked into my eyes and said, mom, I love you. And I want this. (laughs) 
like that's my like apologizing that like I need to like get away too a little bit yeah yeah she and so she's there this week though without him she wanted to do two weeks Um, and he was gonna do a week yeah and so she's there and he misses her so much like they they squabble a lot you know they fight Mm -hmm. but then they miss each other so much so it's interesting to watch that are yours yours are super close they're super close but the same thing where like they're like you know they they, but I mean, I don't know. Like they spend so much time together too. I'm like, I don't. I'm always impressed. Um, but then you know they squabble. But they 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 have this really great gift of being able to work it out themselves. Like I, I rarely have to really intervene. Um, mm. I probably could do a little bit better of a time. I think a lot of the stuff too would be addressed better if I was a little bit better about giving them more one on one time. I'm not. You know, people say that I'm not the best. Um, mm-hmm. but they work, they, their conflict re- resolution skills with each other. It was just like, so wow. good. It's so, it's really beautiful to see. And they, they do like if one's home without the other, they're like, when is he coming home? When is he coming? Yeah. You know, it's very cute. It's really cute. It's great. So, so what's, what's a week like for you, all of you? So I have a very interesting week because it's like my husband and I are like almost like revolving doors early in the week. Because he anchors at 7 a.m., so he goes to bed at 7.30 p.m., um, you know, and then I get, I go into the city on Monday and Tuesday, so I usually, sometimes at the time I get home, I might see him for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, he's been up since, like, 2.30, you know, it's, it's very wow. different. Um, but then, you know, later in the week, we're more home, um, we are... You know, I'm still running the business though. So I'm still like doing, you know, I, I know I'm annoying, right? Like it's like that business energy in the home is, it, it's still, you know, whereas he's kind of off, he's done on Wednesday afternoon. So like we'll go to our early dinner tonight. Um, we, but we're very much like, you know, lacrosse season is over. So even we had gone to a lot of lacrosse games. Um, we're, you know, in that phase where it's like we do our family meal. So once a week we go to out to dinner as a family and each person in the family gets to pick where we go and it kind oh, of ro- cool. it rotates <laughs> so we do our family yeah. meal a little hiking boating it's very like connecticut suburban you know i love it right it's just a very um but we're just in that phase where it's like games play dates um we'll do an occasional you know date night occasionally but it gets hard we because it's like he he's on this morning schedule um yeah. and you know anyone who's married to someone who has like that different schedule um you know it's not like just like a switch that you turn off and all of a sudden you're up until one o'clock in the morning yeah yeah i know what i was just thinking this is random do you remember that there was a really old movie called like lady hawk and i forget who was in that but like she was a hawk and he was i think he was a wolf this is random and someone's gonna look it up and say you're this is totally the wrong movie you're talking about but it was like like they like one one would turn in like they were lovers but then they were cursed and like one was the hawk during the day and one had to be the wolf at night like they never got to be with each other fully like Like, balance each other yeah and they would see each other like at sunset or sunrise yeah it's kind of you guys like not too far off from us (laughs) too far off from us but one day they were reunited on the same schedule but that's good i'm glad you guys are having um i remember during covid 
seeing you on the zooms for the trust. And like, that's when I, he was working at home too. And like, I think you flipped your camera and you were like, Oh, actually mm-hmm. look here's sports center. <laughs> Cause you were all was like in on one, one room. Th- yeah. We, it was like, there was like the hair on like one Dr. wall. Devil, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And yeah. It literally was like sports head footballs, jerseys, sports books. And then you flipped in and it was like hair, pictures of hair, like inspirational <laughs> quotes. <laughs> totally, totally. And that was, yeah, it sounds like you're all glad to have your little, even though you have different schedules, good to have your space back. Yes, it's definitely good. I yeah. love having, I love having an office in the city too, where we, it's like, very, it's like, I love going, it's just a lot to commute every day. Um, but I love being able to have uh, a physical space that is like the embodiment of your professional. Like, I, I think it's nice. And I think it's nice too for him um, to be able like, that's what I love about his job is like when he goes in, he has a place to go, they're on. And then when he comes home, he's off. It's, it's not like bringing yeah. a lot of stuff home. Um, and I've even been thinking about, you know, I don't know how you feel about like, I know it's like, it's nice to work from home. But, you know, I've been thinking about, like, you know, sometimes I don't yeah. love it. I've had a lot of it. And I think COVID did that for a lot of us. Like, like it was a whole new world for the corporate people because they're like, wow, it can work from home. And we're all like, no shit. We've been doing this for like 20 yeah. years. Like, whoopee-doo. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and I'm so glad a lot of people that got to experience that and it's changed everything. And at the same time, like, I have a co-working space now booked for my team that we go to once or twice a week because we need that change of environment. Yeah. And also they see, yeah. I'm doing this today from the house because I have a whole back room for our business stuff and studio and stuff. But when I want to think or not be home, because at home I'm thinking like too, like I should throw in a load of darks. There's just always that mom brain in there, you know, like, oh, did I, did I take out the chicken? You know, for me, that's very hard to shut off and I'm enjoying that separation more. So um, I agree. Maybe doing more of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you just bring a different and like more decisive. You're in this, you're not like code switching and kind of going from this caretaker oh the backpack you know it it it, there's a a different me that makes these decisions and like decides to go bold or take a risk and you know packs the backpack for beach day and it's sometimes it's nice to have separation that's a quotable it's a different me that makes the decisions you're right Mm -hmm. i um and I think, I don't know, I, I know personally, I need that clear transition. And now I understand why at the end, you know, do you know how a lot of men need transition time after their job? And like, we saw our, a lot of our yeah. dads do this, right? They come in the door. My dad yeah. built himself a den in the basement for a little, you know, and yeah. <laughs> watch a sci-fi show. And then he'd come <laughs> up and then look happy to have three children and a wife yeah. and let you know, yeah. but yeah. he needed that kind of transition. And I find I need that too. I really need that to change into like bold business, badass brain. And then back into like nurturing mama, like, you know, I'm going to roast you the chicken type of thing. Yeah. So, you know, we're all figuring it out and we're all doing it in different ways, but it's worth noting that, you know, when you feel like you, you do feel a bit like bipolar sometimes, like you have these totally two different brains and ways of thinking. Yeah. 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 It's different ways of thinking and just different energy that like bounces off of me you know and so and it's i'm sounding i think i think a lot of people who are experiences you know what i mean it's not like you're a totally different person but it's just there's different parts of your brain that 
mm-hmm. you're retrieving and needing to like exercise and um and we're all figuring it out you know i think that's yeah. the thing that kind of takes all of in so Dafina, what is the reward i think the reward for me has been being able to paint my own picture of what success in a, a balanced life looks like um i get to pick the colors and the texture and the subject and you know, and making sure that I, you know, I've learned this concept of like giving myself, I I literally, a lot of times will look at like a permission slip, you know, and I'm taking this, I'm like taking this permission slip and giving myself permission to be, you know, put some boundaries up on when I work and how I work and with whom I work. Um, Permission slips to make decisions that make sense for me and my family first sometimes, or for me and the business first, and really just building out a culture, a family, traditions, this like full circle that is like reimagined. And it's a, it's a new addition to, to, you know, and it makes sense and it aligns with me. Um, doesn't always make yeah. sense to, you know, other people, but I, that, that visual of me, like pulling that permission slip for me has been really powerful. And that's really the reward. Yeah. I know when I first met you back in, um, it was 2019 or 2020 and you're one of the founding members of the trust mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe at that time you were in a real transformation. I think of deciding what you wanted this to be and who yeah. you wanted to be through it. Yeah. You were making some yeah. of these decisions, um, about like how, not only how you were going to do business, but honoring who you were. Yeah. And who you really were at the same time. Yeah. And I'd love if you could just kind of end on a a bit more of that for everyone. Yeah. I think, you know, at the time, I'm so thankful that I got to, I I think I was, I was a founding member of the trust and I was in the room when you announced it at Iconic. Um, That's right. um, I knew what you, what what you were painting. I was like, I had really found I had a hard time of finding a room in which I, I was given permission to think bigger. Um, but also think, as I'm saying in alignment, like it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a difference. It's not just like go scale and go big and everything, you know, it's like this alignment and bigger thinking. And, um, it, it can't, I'm so thankful because it came at such a pivotal time that really held me through when we, I, you know, as I said, the mission and the vision, you have to go back to a lot of times when during COVID, a lot of us had to kind of go back and be like, wait a second, what are we really about? Because everything else has kind of been taken away. What are we really about? Um, and I'm, and it was, I'm just really thankful for the community and the voices and, and also just, you know, I'm one of those people, if I can see it, you know, if I can see it in person and, and kind of get a sense of what this is about, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's a yes for me, or that's a no for me, you know? And, um, and also like, I'm, I'm also one too. I'm like, I will take a cheat code. I will take, I will learn from other people's experiences and observations. And, um, that's what I've been so thankful for, for the trust is it's really helped me kind of like crowd source the collective strength and wisdom of all these women in a room to kind of take an informed path that makes sense for me. Mm. And everyone in that room honors who they are and each other is. I've noticed yeah. that. Like yeah. everyone knows it's going to be different for everyone, but they mm-hmm. they play full out who yeah. they are. 
every yeah. woman in that room is playing full out who she is, yeah. encouraging others, giving them ideas, right? And if someone says, oh, I mm -hmm. like the way you do this, show me exactly how great, you know, come yeah. meet me after we're going to walk through the whole thing or I'll give you the resource or, yeah. but there's this incredible also honoring of each other and how yeah. different we all are and, and do yeah. business differently. But the one thing in common is that word that you mentioned is that, that alignment is like, you know, mm -hmm. we, I don't see anyone in that room scaling just to scale. Like no. they're doing it in a very intentional mm -hmm. way yeah. for themselves and, yeah. and the people they serve. And so yeah. thank you for being such a great model of that. And I hope we'll see you at the fall meeting because I know you, will. you, you will. were there I, in Miami and we missed yes. you in May, but we're going to see you in yeah. the fall. And I was, I had just been there. It was, I had just been there, but I, um, I'm looking forward to mixing it up too in Naples. I think that will be a nice change too. Yes. That. That's going to be fun next spring. Yeah. I'm excited about that. So yeah. it was so great to see you. I can't wait to see you thank again. You for and me. Thank you. Take care. And where can everyone learn about you and follow you? Okay. So, uh, Covenant Maine is, I think the best place to, you can go to our website, covenantmaine.com. Um, we, but we have, you get who we are and on Instagram. Um, and then I, there's dafinasmith.com that has, you know, just, it's not much, but if you want to know just about me and the things that I'm into is on there. Okay. And then, you're kind of quiet on, on social personally, aren't you? Yes. That, and that's it. And that kind of goes to, for me, what, what's like the alignment is like, for me, I'm just not someone who I haven't logged on to Instagram personally in like a year um, and, and, you know, a lot of people will say you need to build a business where you're putting yourself out on your, per and a lot of, I watched a lot of people do that very well for me. It just didn't align. And so I have not done it. So I'm not a big, um, personal yeah. user of social media. I kind of like, um, I'm, I'm very analog in a lot of ways, you know, yeah. use technology well, and I have a website, you know, and all this stuff, but I, I, I tend analog to. Analog where it's at. Look, you are yeah. putting yourself out there in other ways social is not everything we see that yeah. as everything right if we don't see it on social yeah. then it must not be happening yeah <laughs> you know here you are though behind the scenes like <laughs> quietly making a lot of money and helping a lot of people but it's you know you're not you're not promoting it on instagram and that's okay we love you even more all right Davina, yeah. take care okay. have a great okay. day bye, bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Subscribe now to the Reward Podcast to be sure to not miss an episode. And don't forget to visit jointhetrust.org to learn more about our modern community for forward-thinking seven- and eight-figure women entrepreneurs. You can learn more, apply to join us, or refer another woman you know who is over the million-dollar mark and is ready for a different type of women's network. We have events coming up both live and online that are truly creating new possibilities for female leaders. That's jointhetrust.org. See you there.